1: Well, 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 hello, my fellow GDPOGA Warriors. It is Wednesday night. It is 9 p.m. Eastern right here on the east coast of the good old US of A, where I currently reside. And if you take the map and you go pretty much directly with your finger up a few states across the border, that's where my good friend, my cohorts, my cohort, and my <laughs> Canadian. Uh, what do I call you? Canadian Chief of Staff, uh, Crystal Stewart. Uh, that's where you'll find her. And uh, how are you, my friend? I'm laughing already. <laughs> what, I'm what good, I call thank
0: you. you.
1: Uh, on the street, I called you my Canadian in Chief or something.
0: Yes, exactly. Uh,
1: but um, uh, welcome. I'm, I'm glad we were able to get back on the this time of year is always Me busy too. for a lot of us, uh, and I know you've been you've been busy yourself with, with some stuff personally and all that stuff, and uh, Katie and I are heading to New York in the, uh, next week for a wedding in Brooklyn, and it's just been one of those weeks that we're catching up on stuff, and then that pushes everything back, so unfortunately, we had to take a week off last week because sometimes we just got shit to do, and uh, we missed yeah. you, and we're happy to be back, and uh, it's good to talk to you. Yeah, it's good to talk to you, too. And um, first of all, I, I you know, as you guys know, since we've been gone, there's been hurricanes, you know, hit several have hit the coast, of course, Houston and Florida. And uh, we just want to give our love to uh, to everyone in Puerto Rico right now who it's a, it's a true humanitarian crisis going on right now. And I'm sure if you're in Puerto Rico, you can't hear this. But, uh, you know, all, all the thoughts and the vibes and the action, which is most important, you know, uh, you know, it's always good to have positive thoughts and, and positive vibes and all that stuff, but the action is the important part, and uh, we're sending uh, a lot of love and money and hopefully aid down to the people in Puerto Rico who have been just devastated by, by this weather. So uh, uh, a lot of love for myself, and I know, Crystal, you are uh, sharing my sentiments. Absolutely.
0: I. I you know, it, it's so surreal when you turn on the news and
1: see what you're seeing.
0: looks like a movie.
1: Yeah, it's, it's 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 horrific. And you and I were just chatting about this off air a few minutes ago. You know, being from the U.S., I have a lot of friends in Florida. I have people I, I'm close with in Houston who are dealing with the very real effects of the hurricane. And, and it's one of those things when you look on the news, you know, you, you're empathetic towards it and you're sympathetic towards it and you feel horrible, but it's almost like it's happening in another planet, like it's a movie or something. But when you actually see the people that you know and people you care about, Uh, dealing with these situations of crow close, it it brings a whole new uh, level of reality to it Uh, and probably a perspective that is important to have because it's not a, it's not a TV show. It's not a movie. It's, it's real people in real dire straits and uh, they're going to need all the help they can get. So uh, a lot of love uh, going out to them and uh, a lot of support. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, you know, we're going to bring it on to a little brighter topic. and We've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, we have no plan, really, first of all. We're we're kind of just winging this because I think those are our best shows and they kind of just uh, fly by the seat of our pants. But uh, real quick, I wanted to say 347-994-1216. If you guys have anything you want to get on the line or to chat with us, uh, feel free to do so. I know a lot of people listen to this via iTunes the next day and can't necessarily call in. So all of the people who have the downloads on iTunes – you need to get a hold of us, you know, email crystal at ddpyoga.com. Uh, there's myself, Mike Mullins. Uh, there's uh, You can hate Hayden for any DDP yoga questions, certification questions, and uh, feel free to get a hold of us via that way as well. And, of course, Crystal, you're all over the, the DDP yoga Facebook page. I mean, not the, uh, the team page, which you had a big announcement about this week. Why don't you fill us in? Yeah, actually, so
0: – I am over at the Team DDP Yoga site all the time, and we hit the milestone of seventy-seven thousand members. Wow! Yay! Isn't that amazing?
1: amazing. That's crazy. That's
0: a lot of people.
1: Yeah, seventy-seven thousand
0: people. Yeah, that's insane. And we promise. It's so great.
1: And we we did promise that when we hit the eighty thousand mark, I will uh, film uh, officially release my Mike Mullins bikini calendar uh, to the <laughs> masses for public <laughs> consumption. So uh, <laughs> we're holding. This, this isn't legally binding now or anything, is it? Like you <laughs> said on the air, it's not legally binding. uh speaking of offenses. Hey. <laughs> If it's on air,
0: it's out there, so you know you gotta do it no
1: but. We, we've got to talk about some things. A lot of stuff happening. First of all, I want to talk about, uh, as you guys have probably seen if you're part of the DDP Yoga Facebook page or the team site or Diamond Dallas page's Twitter or his personal Facebook page, DDP is going to be on the Chris Jericho Cruise. Uh, he just announced that this yeah. week. There's going to be some DDP Yoga, the Rock and Wrestling Cruise. I've already gotten uh, hit up by Rodney Este saying, Hey, brother, you want to split a room? And I'm like, I'm going to see what I can do because that sounds like a hell of a cruise to be on. I don't know if I'll be able to split a room with him because if uh, the missus, if Katie finds <laughs> out that uh, mm-hmm. I'm going on a cruise myself, she might murder me. So I think she's going to try to tag along as well. But that sounds like an amazing time. And, you know, I'm surprised it hasn't been done before, first of all. But I'm, 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 yeah. it's the perfect vehicle for Chris Jericho because. Got the rock and roll, got the wrestling, got the DDP yoga, and all the people he he has contact with. He has his hands in so many different venues from movies, comedy, film, TV, wrestling, music, and just bringing that into one big party like only he can do. is going to be a hell of a time, and, uh, you know, you're going to drink hard, you're going to play hard, you're going to rock and roll all night, party every day, wrestling, all that stuff. But you can get up in the morning and stretch with some Diamond Dallas Page yoga as well to make uh, the transition from – Sober, uh, to drunk to sober a little bit easier on your body. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that's
1: awesome. <laughs> uh, so that sounds like a blast. And Crystal, I know you've been in the loop of everything happening in the past couple of weeks, the DDP OG UK tour. You know, the the, the company yep. has been constantly in contact with everything going on over there. And it looks like a huge success uh, that they had over at the DDP UK tour Dallas and Brenda went over there for for some comedy shows, for some workouts, conventions, and then a little R&R for the Mr. and Mrs. as well. And uh, that looked like a huge success. And if you guys were able to get to the tour or uh, were able to stop by one of the shows or workouts and just want to give us an update or review, we'd love to hear from you at uh, 347-994-1216, either tonight or whenever you feel free to call, because that looked like it was a blast.
0: Oh, my gosh. You know what? Out of all the tours that I probably would have been on, the U.K. one was probably the one I wanted to go on. It just looked like Mm -hmm. so much fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it looks – Katie, uh, my fiance, she went to England a few years ago, and uh, she was just telling about, you know, I'd love to go back there and stuff, and it looked so great. And it looked like uh, they had a lot of fun. They worked really hard, but it also looked like Dallas and Brenda were able to get some downtime, too because if you if you know the uh if you know Page at all, you know how hard he runs and how hard he works and it was really nice to see that they were yeah. able to get some uh some chill time as well towards the end of the trip because I'm sure that was like an exhausting weekend but uh you know you know Page he's going to go out there he's going to give it 100%. He's not going to leave a single fan dissatisfied and I don't think anyone on that uh whole thing could claim that. So If he does it again, which I I hope to see him do it again, I mean it was a big success. I'm sure he's going to be back over there at some point. So you're going to want to get on the next round if you somehow are missing out on that one.
0: Yeah, you know it's funny. Dallas just doesn't seem to have a pause button.
1: He's always Uh, going. I, I I joke all the time, but when you know when, when he's in town and I'll, and I'll pick him up and bring him around for a weekend to get him where he needs to go, like he's doing all the work. Like I'm just like pretty much the chauffeur. He's doing all the appearances, the workouts, the radio enters, interviews, the TV's interviews. By day two, I could barely stand, and he's still going like the energizer oh, yeah. So that guy, that guy, yeah. uh, you know, he's got a motor on him that I don't that nobody a quarter of his age could match.
0: Yeah, and you know it's amazing because I always say someone. You know, people ask me all the time, "What's he like? What's he like?" I said, "You know what? He's one of the hardest working people I know, and he just doesn't know the meaning of the word quit."
1: You know, that's that's what the you know that's what the whole BBP yoga is built off of. You know, there's so many yeah. like. I mean, I'm gonna say this: there's a lot of celebrities that are hawking products. You know, you put your name on something. It's easy to do if you're famous. Look at Gene Simmons from Kiss. He'll put his name on anything yeah. and everything. He doesn't even know what he's putting his name on anymore. But not only was Dallas Page willing to put his name on the DDP yoga program, he didn't just put his name on it. He, He crafted that program single-handedly from his own personal life mantras and experiences, and the very core of the DDP yoga, the never give up, the the, the never settle, you know, all of things are are there for a reason, and he puts so much thought and and energy into it. But it's really the way he lives his life. And people, you know, you you see these press interviews and stuff, and it it sounds like a pre-prepared line to anybody on the outside, but if you know Diamond Dallas Page, you know – that he is the guy that is not going to give up. And and if it doesn't work this way, he's going to come at it 30 different other ways because that's the way he is. And it sounds so (laughs) cliche, like a throwaway, but it really is the way he lives his life. And the reason he's been so successful, the man doesn't take no for an answer. He's persistent and pleasantly persistent, but it's one of those things. And I've talked to many people about this within the company that, you know, when you get, like, a late-night idea at, like, 2 in the morning, you're like, oh, it would be awesome. Like, I would say, like, oh, I think, it would, wouldn't it be awesome to start a restaurant that also, like, shoots fireworks out from the table? Like, that would be my stupid 2 a.m. <laughs> idea. But the difference is I'd wake up and I'd realize that would be way too much work to figure that whole out. And Dallas is the guy at 2 a.m. who will make it happen. And uh, that's the yeah, difference between exactly. him and everyone else is he just – he has these ideas, he has these visions, and he won't stop until they're seen through.
0: So there's this weird quote, because you know me, and I have a million quotes in my head, that I think it was Thomas Edison. No, I don't know who it was. Um, yeah, it was Thomas Edison, I think, with the light bulb. And he said, you know, or somebody, whoever made the light bulb. And he said, um Something along the lines of, I didn't fail, I just found 200 ways to know how not to build a light bulb. Every time I hear that or something along those lines, I think of Dallas right away because he just, there's so many ways that he tackles things and he always seems to come out the other end. But I think the thing is is he's not willing to give up. He always just keeps going and I think that that's the secret sauce, is you just got to keep doing it.
1: Mhm. Oh, absolutely. Um, and you know, I love your quotes, first of all. I mean, you just need to compile all your awesome quotes and put it into a book and print <laughs> it on, like, an Amazon, uh, like, e-book or something, because you have all the good ones. And they're not just, like, compiled quotes, like, you don't just like rattle off quotes like they they fit so well in whatever you're referencing, and you're able to kind of pull from them like just like that, and that's pretty cool. I love that. And you know, thank you. A lot of, we have a lot, we have we have a lot of catchphrases and stuff in like the DDP yoga, you know, like certain quotes and stuff will mean stuff to us that you know we can instantly identify with our program and our journeys and stuff. Yep. But But uh, yep. you know, they're they're really great quotes in in. in <laughs> I've said this before on the show too. Sometimes you pull them out of your ass and you say them so repetitively that it's just like you say them and you don't really kind of think of what's behind them. But every once in a while I'll I'll take a moment to kind of re-internalize the quote and and re-internalize what it means. So it's not just rattling off your tongue. It's actually kind of processing it because you say it sometimes it becomes just a recitation But just to take that time to kind of connect with what it meant to you the first time you said it. And it really is a whole level of inspiration that just kind of reinvents itself over and over again.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's not, um, yeah, the quotes are never hollowed. They usually, something that sticks usually means something, right? So, yeah, Mm -hmm. anybody who knows me knows that one of the big quotes that I always say is you can't get on your feet until you get off your ass. It's very blunt, but it
1: sticks and it works. I am offended by that kind of language. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I apologize. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, no. I love that. I love, and that's the thing. Like you know, I love that. Like the DDP yoga program is made for real people, like for real people. We're sure. not afraid to get dirty. We're not afraid to say what we mean. Like, I'm, We're going to throw around the S word or the A word once in a while, because that's how me and my friends speak. And that's how a lot of people I know speak. And this program is made for the every man. It's made for the every man, the every woman, you know, when you're sitting there watching it over and over again and watching DDP go through these workouts with the people that you know from the community sitting in the background, the workout with you, it's like you're hanging out with your friends, getting healthy with friends. And the thing is, is all those people that are in those videos on the app and on the DVDs, I now know those people and and, and work with those people and and, and do things with those people. So they're kind of like when when you're sitting there watching the DDP Yoga DVDs, and this can be for a newbie, you know, a newbie will come along and he'll meet people and they'll start knowing people in the DVDs and the workouts in the app. So suddenly it goes from you watching a workout tape to you watching your friends' workout and, and working out with your friends yeah. via this, you know, app or the live workouts or whatever it may be. So one of the things D D B Yoga has, of course, the community we talk about, which is important, but also despite how huge it's grown, it's, it's a small world inside of that. And there's groups that form cool. and you get to know people and it becomes a very personal experience. And that's so important because they're not just – pretty faces on, on a screen, you know, they're very pretty faces, a lot of pretty girls in the workout, a lot of good-looking guys in the workout, but they're not foreign to you. They're not unfamiliar, and that familiarity kind of makes it more personal and makes it, you know, internalizes it as one of your own and kind of includes you in the process. They're not fitness models. Yeah, they people that we talk to that are persistent in their presence.
0: Right, and it's not – their presence isn't ever – Like, I don't think I've ever been intimidated by anybody that has been at the team site because quickly there becomes a person that you see that you say, oh, you know, you're a really nice person or, you know, maybe we'll get together and do a sweat and swear workout or whatever. And... Then all of a sudden, the next day you're talking and the next day you're talking. And then before you know it, you're friends and then you're on the cruise or, you know, meeting up with DDP, uh, with Jericho or you're at the retreat or like there's always something going on. It's a huge world. DDP yoga has become this huge kind of little corner of the world. It's crazy. It's crazy.
1: hmm it, it, yeah. the right. only person I can only say I'm intimidated by is uh known bully in the d d p community nolan Bobbit, and only a few people <laughs> will understand that one but uh <laughs> known bully nolan bobbit is uh is kind of intimidating at times, so I love you nolan uh, <laughs> um I, I, I wanted to touch on this for a bit because let's not let's not lie here we're all. DDP Yoga Warriors, and not all of us are wrestling people, and uh, but a lot of us are, and a lot of us came here through pro wrestling. And uh, I gotta take a minute personally to acknowledge the passing of the greatest of all time, yeah, Bobby, yeah. The, uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um, first of all, from a wrestling standpoint, let's just put that on on the shelf for a minute. But from Diamond Dallas Page's career standpoint, uh, Diamond Dallas Page was his career you know, cross paths with Bobby and WCW in, in the nineties did Bobby named the yeah. diamond cutter. And that's how that was DDP's ticket to the top is getting that move over. And, you know, Bobby was just present in, in DDP's whole career. And uh, anybody who's a wrestling fan, of, of course, you know, Bobby is intertwined through it all. Um, yeah. and I'm going to tie this into everything here real quick too, that we've been talking about, but, um, I, you know, everyone knew how, what Bobby meant to me. He was my hero, and I've gotten to meet him a few times, and he was amazing. And, you know, I actually put a thing on Facebook. I had people calling me and offering condolences as if, like, my close friend had Aww. died or my mother or my father because everyone knew how much I loved Bobby. And so it was it was a hard loss, but he had been dealing with so many health issues in the past several years. Yeah. He'd been diagnosed with cancer back in 2003. Uh, then he had that Hall of Fame speech that was the greatest single-handedly Hall of Fame speech ever. I love Dallas. I love Jake. I love Scott. <laughs> Bobby Heenan's was hands down the greatest uh, Hall <laughs> of Fame awesome. speech ever. <laughs> and, you know, it was it was so hard to see him kind of go through the past couple of years because, you know, if you met Bobby since he had his, he his problems and he had his lower jaw removed during a, due an infection and was no longer able to speak – And it was sad to me because we'd go and see him and people would talk to him and talk down to him a little bit because, you know, you see someone in that condition and they talk to him like maybe he was mentally handicapped and couldn't comprehend things or talk to his wife over him. But Bobby was all there, which made it so much harder. Like mental capacity was completely there. He was just physically just so, you know, uh, just broken down and, and, and sick. And it was so hard to see that. And you know, you look up Bobby Hann, a guy was full of life, traveled the world, you know, did everything he could, and to just be confined to to that wheelchair and not being able to speak. it was very heartbreaking. And you know, Bobby was a smoker, he, he, he was a smoker throughout his life, and, and you know he dropped out of high school in seventh grade to provide for his mom and his aunt and his, his grandmother. Uh, he had to work. She was. He was his, his mom and his grandmother were on their own. He had to pay the bills. So seventh grade education. To think of a guy that smart and that witty, who was only got through seventh grade, is, is incredible. But you know, Bobby was a smoker, and, and you know, Bobby had fun on the road. You know, he was. That lifestyle was different back then. And um, you know, I kind of get in the mentality sometimes of you know, um, in a hundred years, no one will ever know that I was ever here. In 100 years, I'll right. be gone. Right. Pretty much everyone I know will be gone. Nobody will know I was here. What's the point? What's the point of taking care of yourself? What's the point of, you know, working so hard to just shave off a couple of years at the end of, onto a couple of years at the end of your life? And you kind of get in that nihilistic mentality at some points, and you start thinking, is, is, is the fun more valuable than the extra years? And it's easy for me at 35 years old to say that because I'm potentially looking down a few years left. But the thing is, they always say that time and your health is the one thing you take for granted unless, until it runs out. And to see the last few years of Bobby's life, I promise you, he, he had a blast, but I, he would have traded it for, for, for some quality time with his grandson and his grandmother grandkids and his daughter and wife. And it's easy to be brash and bold and say, well, I'd rather have a good time instead of sticking around much longer. But when that time comes, you realize how valuable it is. And it's a real, you know, it's a real check. It's a real, you know, uh, ego check to realize that the damage I'm doing now is easy to put away on layaway. It's easy to put it on credit, deal with it down the line. But eventually that line's going to come and... The decisions you make today may seem easy and a no-brainer. Have fun, do this, but when the time's up and you'll do anything for for just another year, another two years, it becomes real and it becomes real very quickly. No, does it ever? You know, yeah,
0: reality uh, is hard.
1: It is yeah, uh you know. I just yeah.
0: go ahead, Mike. I'm oh,
1: sorry. Go ahead, Crystal. No, I'm sorry.
0: No. No, 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 not at all. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I didn't have anything to say. I was just kind of, I I was got a little dead air because we got a lag here. So I'm going to let you go ahead. Oh,
0: yeah. No, I, you know, when I think of Bobby, the thing I instantly think of is all the, oh, man, I remember sitting on the floor when I was a kid watching him and Gorilla Monsoon and, oh, good Lord, I, I don't think I've ever laughed so hard. You know, oh, I have some of the fondest memories of just oh yeah those
1: two.
0: I mean the, the shenanigans Bobby, were
1: crazy. Bobby stuck with us in the wrestling business, and we are we are grateful for him for doing so. But honestly, Bobby was so good he could have written his ticket anywhere. He could have gone to late night television. He could have gotten a series. Hell, David Letterman puts over Bobby all the time as one of the funniest com- comedians he's ever seen in his life, never to do comedy. Uh, you know, oh, Letterman yeah. used to watch all of Bobby's stuff on Dick the Bruiser's territory. And Bobby was so damn good. And he wasn't just good at commentary. He wasn't just good at hosting or managing. He was good at everything. One of the most well-rounded, all-around, just fantastic uh, talents that that's ever, you know, graced pro wrestling. And it was so yeah, quick, and yeah. his timing, his timing was unbelievable. Usually that kind of comedic timing is something that needs to be honed in front of a comedy club or a comedy crowd. But Bobby just knew all the, you know, Bobby, when put on that weasel suit, you know, some a lot of times the guys will try to climb up the biggest ladder, fall off the largest ladder to get the crowd to react. Bobby was one of those guys put on a weasel suit and just make a, Funny head turn or a head jerker, you know, and then the crowd would lose their mind, and it was just—it's yeah. a lost art, and it kind of angers me a little bit that the last ten years or fifteen years or so we missed out on Bobby Heenan because what an asset he would have been at the performance center, showing these guys, you know, passing on his knowledge of what he did. Uh, selfishly, I, I, you know, you know, obviously his family is suffering a lot more. I never met Ray Heenan. I said that in my Facebook post. Ray Heenan was a family man. He was married. He had a grandchild. He had a, he had a daughter, a, you know, a, a son-in-law. Uh, he was a family guy. I knew Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan was in my TV yeah. several days a week for, for decades. And people, you know, a lot of times wrestling fans, we mourn in a hard way when we lose, like, one of the greats. That sometimes seems odd to the outside world. But it's different with wrestling fans. And actually, Dallas is the first person who put this to me. Wrestling is different because, you know, you you get connected to characters. You know, I'm connected to Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm. I love him. The Seinfeld Show. uh, (laughs) So many good shows. But the best sitcoms, you know, 9, 10 episodes, maybe 20 for 7 or 8 years. Cops, that's the top of a good run of a sitcom star. Yeah. But with wrestling, Bobby Heenan entered my life when I was five years old at WrestleMania. I, the first time I saw WrestleMania, um, you know, I think it was WrestleMania 3 was the first time I laid eyes live on Bobby Heenan, you know, via pay-per-view or TV or whatever. And for him to be a part of my life from when I was five years old, I'm almost 40, you know, just constantly every single week, like they don't know off time. It's every week these people are become part of your life and almost part of your you know, circle. Like, you feel like you know them because they're constantly uh, in your life for, for 30 years, for decades. Ric Flair, look at some people have him 40 years of Ric yeah. Flair. Yeah. And it's almost, so you when they, when they uh, depart, you mourn them as like you would mourn a friend or family member because there's no other entertainment uh, in the world that connects you on a personal level with a character that you feel like you know for such a long period of time. And they become a
0: a part of the fabric of your life. I mean, it's just every day. Oh, my God. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, oh, yeah. I just, when I heard the news that Bobby had passed away, I put a thing on my Facebook, and it just basically, it was a conversation between Bobby and Grilla, and it said, basically, Bobby goes, To heaven, and the first thing out of his mouth was Gorilla. I didn't think I'd see your ugly mug (laughs) when I got here. And Gorilla says, "Oh, please," and then Bobby says, "Nice to see you, buddy." (laughs) You know, it's just he's gonna be really missed. He was such a
1: character, such a character. He talked about Bobby and Gorilla, and I I was talking to this with some, I think Josh McAdoo uh, fellow DDP of a warrior, the other day. But, um, you know, I've Bobby and gorilla, you know, you watch so much of them, and you I watched them at a formative time in my life. you know, I watched them during the part where I was discovering who I was and, and kind of crafting yeah. Mike Mullins from a early age. So I inherited so many lines and from Bobby and gorilla and hedonisms or inflection or, or patterns of speech or or verbiage, you know, I, I I inherited so much of that that it became such a big part of my life that I use to this day and use so regularly that I don't even realize that they came from Bobby and Gorilla yeah. they've just been part of my life. But when you trace them back, you're like, oh, I got that line from Gorilla. Oh, I got that word from Bobby. And Gorilla was yeah. so good with vocabulary. He could, you know, he was so well-versed and have a great, huge vocabulary, and I'm kind of a nerd for, for words and vocabulary and stuff like that. So I realized that, that so many of the words that I can trump people with that I pull out to make myself look smart, you know, are, I got from Gorilla, and that kind of started that whole, you know, pattern. So w- when you're watching people on TV, you, you pick things up subconsciously, and you, they become part yeah. of the lexicon without even you knowing it. But I can look back and trace back exactly where I got so much of my, you know, my personal lexicon, and that's from Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon, and there will never be another Bobby Heenan, there will never be a Gorilla Monsoon. They were perfect together, the no. perfect yeah. odd couple duo. And uh, I
0: was just gonna say, those yeah. guys are just. <laughs> <That's> so- <fun. laughs>
1: but um. Just you know, I'm sorry to, to, to bring this into the DDP Yoga show. I know we we try to keep things uh, on ta- task with DDP Yoga, but if there was ever a a, a, par- a reason to do a tribute, especially with what Bobby meant to, to DDP, it was uh, it was the brain, and it also is a reminder: to take care of yourself. And uh, eventually, those chips are going to have to uh, be handed over. Those chips that you that you bargained and credited throughout your life of. of you know, Bobby wasn't necessarily a heavy drug user, but he knows he was a smoker and knowing what we know now, you know, everyone back in Bobby's day was a smoker, but knowing what we know now, um, you know, there's certain things that we can change that we know aren't good for us and that we know are gonna be detrimental. And when uh the Grim Reaper knocks on our door and uh with his, with the bill that we bargained all those years ago. Yeah. It's then, it's only then that we're gonna realize how much uh, how worth it it would have been to shave off a few calories or run a few laps or whatever it may right? be. So, mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Because we
0: never really know when that ticket is going to be punched. So, you know, this is, I know it's very cliche, but this is why it's so important. If you're thinking of doing something, chances are you should probably do it. You know, cause who's to say how much time you have left, do it. You know, jump into DDP yoga and change your eating plans. You know, just do it. You only live once, depending on what your thoughts are or your beliefs. You know, yeah. I'm going to miss Father I, I, I really am.
1: I, I believe I believe that I live forever and I will be the overlord of the world and enslave all humanity. So that's my <laughs> personal belief. So you can refer to me as King King Michael from now on.
0: Uh, you're you're taking Hayden's theme song Are you <laughs>
1: uh, He may be glorious but I am victorious There you go Well he has the throne so You know
0: whatever <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know the If there's
0: anyone Yeah I don't know if there's anyone Nowadays who I don't even know If there's anyone really comparable to Bobby Heenan you know, you just kind of think. I don't know. I no. don't know if there is there's
1: anyone. No, there's, there's, there's no one comparable because he was in his own league. He did everything, and he was good yeah. at it. And he had his own style. And so many, you know, we're ever we're all so influenced by people, the greats, the all times greats. We are influence us to the point where there's very few unique. Totally unique people anymore, and that's not a bad thing yeah you know, uh, Jim Cornette has the great line he said uh if you're going to steal, steal it from the best and uh it's right. not plagiarism right. Right. no steal he says stealing from one person is plagiarism, stealing from many people is research <laughs> so i, I kind of dig that <laughs> because we have all these people that we have access to, like the all time greats and you know and we're able to pull stuff from each of them you know in in every genre you know I can look these some music to be inspired by this person. I can look to wrestling for this person. DDP inspiring me through DDP yoga. Crystal inspiring me for her moose memes, and
0: uh, <laughs> then we do, <laughs>
1: so we we just create ourselves. Oh, I love I love those by the way. Crystal is is because... Oh, I, I am I am fascinated by Canada. It's just like this magical land above <laughs> us that like there's only this maple syrup and mounties and moose drive throughs and so she every time she sees, she sees a Canadian photo she'll she'll oh. send it my way and it's it's, it's glorious.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad you enjoyed them. Wow. Man uh, well, you sent me I've uh,
1: some of the stuff.
0: Oh man. <laughs> I think the most recent one was the moose in the swimming pool, was not it?
1: Oh yeah, there was there was that one. There was the moose, just like there was the moose, um, you know, begging on the street corner. it was like the moose yeah. told them. every time you drove up, <laughs> the moose would stick their head in the window. Yep. <laughs> so that happens, gone, though, know, you know. The moose drive-through. I love that. <laughs> we have uh, up around up around from New Hampshire that we have we have a bunch of moose. So I think you call them mooses, mooses. It's just moose. Moose. We have a bunch of moose, moose up in New Hampshire where where I'm from. We don't have any down here, but uh, you know every year like there's so many accidents Of those things. Those things are huge and they're dangerous when you're driving the highway Oh yeah. By, you know, and and then you know Canadians, your roads are made 100 percent of snow and ice, so those can add to the conditions. <laughs> oh yeah. But um. So, uh, a moose.
0: Actually, here's your dumb fact for the day. I know we're off the rails, but a moose can derail a train.
1: I've seen it. Oh, I, they can my dad was a train, train. engineer. Yep. Oh, my dad was go. a train engineer. So, yeah. It yeah. happened often. Yeah, my dad ran the trains yeah. uh, up up all in Boston and New Hampshire, and they always had those kind of issues. And and it's oh, <laughs> sad yeah. yeah. because like. You know the the things would get on the tracks, the cows or the moose or, or whoever whatever it may be, and when you're on the train, like you can't stop that thing. That t- that's it's a process no. to stop, so you have no choice but to just barrel through it, and you try to do your best to warn it and stuff. But that's part of the job. That's part of what happens. Yep, true story. Mm-hmm. So now we got the the by the death of Bobby Heenan, we've got the Puerto Rican hurricane, and now dead mooses. Like let's try to bring this. <laughs> But notch. Yeah, let yeah, let's change this. But you know what? I like this because this is our first show back. And next week we got Nancy Gubertse on with Stacey Morris coming mm-hmm. back, uh, longtime co-host of PDP Radio, coming back for a special episode, as she does every week, uh, every season. Excuse me. And it seems like we just had Nancy on. I can't believe we're the past, blaze through summer. Unbelievable. Wow. These flying by, but that's going to be a really informative show, but uh, this week we're just kind of goofing off, and we're having fun, because DDP just came back from, from the UK, we got a lot a lot of celebrating to do, we're just having a fun show today, it may not be super serious, we may not have the most inspirational show that we've ever done, but it's important to also just have a good time, and we're just here chatting with our fellow uh, DDP Yoga Warriors, uh, you know, your friends of ours, you know, we're a family here, and sometimes families yeah. are just... Idiots who like to goof around.
0: Yeah, that sucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um so Crystal, um I know uh you know so what's the weather like up there right now? Is the is the snow started to, is it start for real, has it started getting cold up there? Oh no, no no. It, no? So, so we
0: so just th- no we just had two days where it was like thirty seven degrees. Oh wow. Yeah, it's Celsius? hot now. It's cool now, but yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I was just wondering that because you know to get back into some fitness and 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 B yoga stuff. I'm one of those guys that struggle with like a, a seasonal funk, and at the beginning of 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 the, of the winter season, it you know it gets cooler. It's kind of nice at first, but once you kind of get you know trapped by the cold. Uh, you know, sometimes the, food, the the comfort food tastes even better, the couch is even comfier, and it's just hard to get yourself moving. And it's it really is the downfall of a lot of people. The wintertime can be really detrimental to your progress, and it's one of those yeah. moments you have to realize, real self-awareness in that moment is so important. When you notice that you're trying to, Sabotage yourself, or you're trying to, you know, convince yourself that it's okay to just sit here all day and do nothing. When you realize that, and you're able to act on it, you can break that chain a lot earlier, which is important to do. Because if you want to, the winter time is very comforting to just pull up under a blanket and throw on Netflix for seven days.
0: Sure, yeah, sure it is. So one of the biggest tricks that I have used. Let's be honest, we all get in that funk, and you're right, Mike. I mean there's times when staying in bed is much easier than getting up and working out. Um, But, and it really is a mental game, I guess, more than anything, because you can convince yourself to work out or you can convince yourself to not work out. So I kind of took it one step further and I will sleep in my workout clothes. So when my feet hit the ground in the morning, I don't have any excuse.
1: <laughs> Let's, I'm that's, already yeah, ready that's to a go. Smart move. I, that would not work for me because I am a weirdo, first of all, and I cannot work out. This uh, it just sounds like a total OCD thing, and, and I actually – I don't have OCD, but there are certain things that are very OCD of myself. Uh, like – you know, Kate, Katie's like, you're so weird. Some things you're so regimented on, and sometimes you're just so careless. Like, you're, like, a balancing act. And one of the things, I can't work out at all unless i have taken a shower by that point, and then I have to shower afterwards, too. For some reason, the act of getting out of bed, feeling gross and sticky and working out, is just cringeworthy to me. It's, like, crawling out of my skin, uncomfortable so I, I, it's more of a process for me, which I think does hurt me in the long run because, you know, I have to make sure I'm up and showered and worked out and then I have to, you know, work out. And so it becomes more of a process. Uh, I also can't leave the house unless I've showered. I just feel disgusting. But uh, that's beyond, beyond another point. So it, it sometimes it becomes a, a process, but sometimes that process is my excuse in the bag too. Well, I don't have time to do that and then that and then get work done and do that. Right. So, you know. I'm I'm the king at I'm the king at, at rationalizing bad behavior and and what I mean for that is you know I I know it's good for myself and I know it's bad for myself and I may know that I'm doing something bad for myself uh, like you know I'm gonna sit here and watch Netflix and eat this bag of chips I know that's bad for myself but I'm the king of rationalizing myself to myself so I believe it and then I can tell other people that I believe it too like you know. And it's weird how you can play games in yourself. I had a Weight Watcher leader, what when I did you know, years ago when I first went on Weight Watchers, that said, uh, you know, you can eat all the food you want and you can lie to everyone else and then make sure that they can make, you can lie to them and tell them you're doing okay, but you can't lie to yourself. And I said, bullshit. I am the king of lying to myself. <laughs> I can convince myself anything I want to convince myself. And that's so one of my I own have- problems.
0: I have a quote downstairs on my quote wall in the dungeon that basically says, "You can do whatever you want to do, but you'll never be able to lie to the mirror."
1: And but you know, it's it, I can I can lie to myself pretty damn good, but ultimately that's what got me in this mess to begin with. So I can right right fool myself all I want, but. I'm not fooling my way out of the situation. You know, it's just going to get worse. I'm going to keep getting stuck here. And that's true. I can lie to myself. I can convince myself I look like an Adonis. But once I step in front of that mirror, the truth is painful. And it's, it's evident, you know.
0: Well, you know, it's funny because my sister said to me one time, you know what, if you are able to get out of the shower and look at yourself in the mirror <laughs> naked and you're happy with what you see, then, you know, good for you. That's good for you. But if you don't, then you still got some work to do.
1: Yeah. My neighbors aren't happy with what they see. They tell me I need to close the
0: window
1: <laughs> for now on, so. uh. <laughs> uh. Oh, my. <laughs> but um, it's too it cold to do that here. I, so.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I um no, I love that quote. You know, it's it, but it isn't. It's not all aesthetic, but you know the aesthetic part of it is usually an indication of what's going on inside. And sometimes we make sure. it too much about fitting into this outfit or looking good for that. And when I was younger, you know, I tell you all day long that the reasons I was doing something was to feel better to feel. But I wanted to look good. I want the girls to like me. I wanted to, you know, you at that age, but as you get older, you suddenly realize how much more valuable the feeling good is to the looking good. And that right. becomes the true measurements of success. And, you know, you don't want to look nice. You don't want to look like a slob or, or anything like that. But the real magic is when you start feeling good and you start going upstairs and your knees start hurting or you're able to get a better night's sleep because you're not you know, tossing and turning because you can't breathe because your neck fat's choking you or whatever. It's, you know, (laughs) uh, the real value becomes the feeling good instead of just the, you know, fitting into this gene size. Absolutely.
0: And I'll be the first one to admit when I first started this whole GDP yoga thing, it was to... It was a vanity thing more than anything. And then it became very quickly um, just to feel better and just to feel good. And then you get to a point, now this is just me speaking for myself, I don't know, but it gets to a point where you crave doing the workouts. So then you just do them more and more and more
1: and more and more. Yeah, well, whatever your your motivation to start is – will evolve over time because certainly, and if you hit that goal, you need to learn how to evolve your goals and or, or readjust your goals. If something no longer becomes possible because yeah. of, you know, limitations or illness or, or injury, you need to be able to morph and in, in, in adjust your goals. You don't have to give up on your goals, but you have to be flexible with your goals and realize what is possible or what is attainable or what is the most important aspect or what's my mission statement here. You know, that changes over time. The the reasons why I want to lose weight are different for me at 35 years old than they were at 20 years old, you know? Yeah. Concerts, yeah. girls, Absolutely. bars, restaurants. Like, you want to look good for the prettiest girl in the room, yada, yada, yada. And now as you get older, I'm like, okay, well, I want to be here to, to, to spend the rest of my life with Katie without dropping dead at 40 and leaving her with a widow or, you know, a widow at this age. You really... In, And, in you know, I had a friend of mine, no, I'm not going to say a friend, but my mom worked with somebody who I spent a lot of time with growing up, but she got married and her husband dropped dead of a massive heart attack. He was extremely overweight and he's my age. And that's scary to no, think I'm that i you know, usually it's, I was big, but I'm not old enough, I'm not in the age group where I'm just going to drop dead. And, and now I got to think about those things. Like I'm at the age group where you just dropped dead of a heart attack and I don't want to leave Katie like that I don't want to leave her to be like deal with that or or live like that and yeah so you start to evolve the reasons behind things and the reasons become less selfish and more about you know what you're leaving behind and you have a daughter and you, you know you have a family and you know you start to change the reasons to take care of yourself that becomes less selfish and more you know selfless for your sacrifices. yeah
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's not to say that you won't fall flat on your face at some point on your journey, because you will. I mean, it's unrealistic to think that you're going to start working out today and you're going to work out every day and it's going to be fabulous and, you know, you're just going to end up being the bee's knees. It doesn't always work out that way. So, you know, sometimes you are going to falter, but that's okay. It's okay to, you know, take a step back sometimes.
1: Yeah. Fall flat on your face sometimes, really? I fall flat on my face daily. (laughs) It's just it's going to happen. There's there's going to be bumps in every single day. And some days just the shit. Some days suck. Some days are the worst. And our natural instinct is to run from any kind of self-improving workouts or eating healthy. And when in all reality we run from the thing that's going to take the stress off the most, we run from the thing that's going to kind of relieve all of this tension that is built up throughout the day. You know, we were yep. I, was, I was chatting with Katie the other day. She's been going to these Zumba classes that are that are awesome, and she she loves them. And you know, before she would have a bad day, and her first instinct was, I don't want to go. I'm just not feeling it. Until she's finally clicked with her that I, when I'm having a bad day and I go and I go through these classes and get the adrenaline pumping and the workout going, I come home and I feel so much better. And I'm trying to convince yeah. myself not to go and do the thing that's going to make me come home and feel better. You know, my minds have yeah. a weird yeah. self uh, self uh, sabotaging aspect to them, and sometimes we gotta overpower our own thought process to get what's good for us.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I've had this conversation with so many different team members and, you know, they would say, well, you know, you get up and you work out all the time. And I said, yes, but don't think for one minute that I don't have to sit there and tell my brain at many times to sit down and shut up because sometimes. If I overthink, I'll convince myself that I've got something better to do. What when in reality I've nothing better to do,
1: because you're looking after yourself. That, that is is so true. And you know we we're gonna wrap this up in just a second because I got a thing I gotta tag a thing onto this in post production so we get to an hour. Um, a little uh, thing that Dallas asked me to put on from uh, the Jericho show. Uh, so I'm going to do that mm-hmm. uh, to tag it off. So I'm, I'm going to wrap things up here real quick. But um, sure. uh, it was great talking to you. And i got to say that um, Stacey Morris is back next week uh, f- with Crystal and myself t- to the Nancy Duarte episode. And Nancy has so much information. And her shows are, are fantastic. It's almost overwhelming how much knowledge she kind of uh, passes on to us here. And uh, for everything uh, DDP Yoga, DDP, DDP Yoga dot com, Workshops dot com. Find out where DDP is going to be near you. And uh, right now, I'm going to end the show. But I want you to do me a favor, Crystal. I want you to end the show, and I want you uh-huh. to end it with one of your quotes. Pull a quote from your wall, and just give us something oh good my. and inspiring. Maybe that's maybe I can look to you every single week now to try to pull a quote to end the show with.
0: Nothing like putting me on the. Thought, Mike. <laughs> um, oh, yeah.
1: You got to be ready.
0: You got to be ready, baby. I <laughs> totally wasn't even ready. Um, I know. Yeah, so one of the biggest ones that has been going through my head, and it's something that I picked up from Dallas, and it just seems to ring true, is whether you think you can or whether you think you can't,
1: either way, you're right. I love it. And it's perfect. It's a perfect quote to sum up what we're doing you know and uh it's simple but it's it's so true and uh i want you to come next week prepared with a quote because i'm going to start going to you you, because you're the one who always talks about your awesome quotes you're gonna have to bring it to the table now prove it so uh we're (laughs) gonna look to you to end the show every week with a cool quote if that's cool okay
0: yep that's cool
1: all right uh crystal it's been a pleasure
0: as always the same mike
1: all right and make sure that you uh you chip the moose on the way out. And uh, <laughs> I hope you guys have a good week. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of DDP Radio with the returning Stacy Morris at com. One night only DDP Radio returns with Stacy and Nancy Girarte. Uh it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be a blast. Uh we're going to, you know, talk some nutrition, some food, some health, some fitness. And uh, we're going to inspire a whole bunch of people. And Crystal's going to lay down the quote down on us. So uh, it's going <laughs> to be a fun time. Uh, thank you guys who stuck with us through all the, the, the craziness and the nonsense. Thank you for me indulging me and, and Crystal in our, our little Bobby Heenan tribute. If you're not a wrestling fan and you stuck with it, uh, thank you for uh, doing so. And I thank you for spending your Wednesday night with us or whatever time you may listen to us via iTunes and Stitcher on demand, subscribe DDP radio on iTunes. And uh, until next week, that will do it for Mike Mullins and Crystal Stewart. Thank you guys so much. Crystal, you have a lovely weekend. You too. Um, Don't work too hard. Oh, of course not. (laughs) Thank you guys (laughs) so much. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon and uh, have a great week. And to remember one thing, never give up. Never, ever give up. See you guys. I it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Paige. Into oh! diamond oh! cutter! I don't believe it! Wow. Diamond cutter out of the power bomb! We're going home. You've been listening to
0: DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work, and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Block Talk Radio.